at his house singing the 90s song. He's a 90s song. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's singing. Right. Wasn't he doing uh, Hootie and the Blowfish? Yeah, he, yeah, but he just like did like the the sound of that like 90s shit. At one point, he only That's sings awesome. the vowels. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have me dying. It's true, man. I don't even know who sings that. It's been a while song. So I don't even know, man. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking None matter. None of it dude. matters. Oh man, I'm I'm here. This is episode. What is that? One hundred and eighty nine. One ninety. Eighty episodes one. later, I think this is your fourth episode. Yep. With us, Count I, I believe. Three plus one. Yeah, man. I think the the one thing that stopped us from getting you back sooner was simply the pandemic. Yep. You you are. And in an undisclosed profession, <laughs> unrelated to your name. Absolutely. You, your name is Dr. Ankenstein. Yep. And how do you feel about that name? I, you know, I always feel the need to, to ask, to follow up. Uh, how do you feel about Drankenstein? Uh, I fucking, you know, I don't think many people will connect the dots. So it's like a nice insider joke. <laughs> so I like that shit. It is, it is like the Dr. Acula. Yeah. Yeah, you that know, band. It's, and it's, when you found out what it, what like, it really oh, was, I was like, Dracula. Yeah, my great. little brother told me that actually the first time. And I was like, no, you're an idiot. Genius. <laughs> yeah, you don't know anything about this. You have no fucking... <laughs> yeah. You don't know. Yeah, you lying son of a bitch. What are you, 12? And then he was right. It's like, fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's that's, that's uh, like it's it. just, I see, a, I see a drink in your hand, and I see... Uh, oh, Sure. <laughs> and I see scrubs. Yeah, <laughs> so you know it's it's uh, clean scrubs. It's the life, you They're know. And scrubs. I think I think I tried I tried inviting you to a couple things. I think I said, uh let's let's try to get an episode, let's you know, try to come to to my party and just like dude, the life that I live. <laughs> <laughs> nah dude, I fucking I don't know, I've been like spending a f- this this COVID shit has been bad for everybody. But I've realized that I just love spending time with, like, my fucking family and shit. Oh, absolutely. And, like, I just got engaged on Saturday. What? Yeah, so I, like, just love hanging out with my fiancé. Yeah, I love it, dude. She's the best. Tell me it's the one that that you brought to fucking house party, like, three years ago. (laughs) No, no, I don't... Wait. Blondie. Yeah, yep, that's the one. What's her name? Julia. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I remember that name. Yep. She's oh, awesome, good for man. you! I know, she's, dude. She's, she's cool. Really cool. Yeah, she's she a really was really cool. cool. She's uh, like, that that she's is not an easy dude. crew to be cool around. They're they're all so wild Bro. and eccentric in all of their ways. That's why I love her. She was smooth. She's, she, she's from what I remember. She was smooth. She handled like, she handled it with yeah. finesse. We're a bunch of fucking weirdos, and she fucking swallowed. Yeah, but she, she she swallowed her pride and bit, you know bit down and, on it. And she like 
she can do that and just have a good time. Like she, oh, absolutely. And, and she'll never do that thing where she's like, oh, I went with you to your friend's, like, fucking party. So, like, now I have to come to my dumbass friend's party. Like, this one girl was getting married. And I, I just don't like this girl. Right. And she's like, do you want to go to her wedding? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and she was, absolutely not. I was like, no, I don't. I really don't, Julie. And she was like, okay, no problem. I was like, holy fuck, that was easy. I'm like, this is great. I got to marry, man. So that's why. <laughs> no, that's cool. You uh, you tied her down. Tied her down. Real so that's, nice. that's, hey, uh, good, fucking good for you, man. Thanks, man. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so I've just been doing that shit. <laughs> so, that's, that's where, <laughs> so that's where you've been. Yeah, now, cool. now I feel better. Because that's absolutely more important. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. It is super important. What's What's important to me is uh, is reading shitty, scary stories written on the internet uh, with my friends and and smoking too much weed. Yeah, especially the ones from Scotland. <laughs> oh, Scotland! <laughs> what at is least, the I difference? Think, at least I think. I think. I think this story takes place in Scotland. <laughs> All right. I never actually followed up on the comment I made earlier when I was giving him the options of what story we were going to read today. Uh, I don't know what to say, because I don't know what it means. Yeah, I, I don't know. The Molendiner Bum. Burn. Burn. Burn, sorry. <laughs> Bum. It looks like an that's, M that's from more, over here. Really that's more sensual. <laughs> that's like, a lot more sensual. Yeah, dude. You know. It's, I just see, like, a cocoa butter commercial going... <laughs> Could be like a jail story, like gay for the stay. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's that's uh, too much to think about <laughs> at this exact moment in Dude. time. I'm so stoked. <laughs> Have you ever, like, I don't want to go down that. Have that you rabbit had that hole. moment where you realize like you're old because you don't understand phrases anymore? That was my recently. I'm I'm I at a point in it. my fucking life where I think I'm dyslexic. Dude, shit. <laughs> Oh, I was like, that sucks, bro. No, it's just sometimes I go to type a word and it just doesn't come out right. And I'm like, it's because my fingers yeah. weren't doing what I literally just told them to do. Which is wild. Like and the, I was like, well, that's dumb. Your brain going so fast. Absolutely. And my brain just did but not like, stop to process dude, that Dude, I got sappy for a second, but then I was going to ask no, you, like, what not. word is really You're fucked gonna up You're going to see you. my ability to read even as stoned as I am is going to be perfectly fine. And I'm able to talk that game in episode 189. I fucking hate grammar. Oh, like, grammar, I, grammar can suck, and I, know, I feel like so subjective. I feel like you genuinely picked an interesting story because Good. because this one was submitted by a fan, and uh, it was found on Creepypasta, which tells you something about the material. I tend to think Creepypastas are more uh, action heavy, monster driven. I would say most of the time. Um, so I don't think we're dealing with something psychological here. I think, I you know, I, aliens, I'm tempted. Like, like, what do you think when you hear the Melendiner burn? I honestly feel like it could go two ways. Like, it could what? be the Melendiner burn is like, there is just an STD named after your town. Oh, yeah. And nice. like, it's kind of like the clap. It's, it's like right in between your your, yeah. your balls and your ass, and they're just in, like, in that gooch region. Yeah, and it just uh, it just burns, dude. It just uh, yeah, you know, it, it chaps. Yeah, and there's like you got a name for it, but you have to the, be that girl who passed it around. Burn, right? Or is it like about like some type of fire, touching for, butts? Yeah, <laughs> shitting each other's no, and stuff. A, a fire. Maybe I don't know. Like burn. 
burn. Is it the, like the forest or something like that that they burned down because it was haunted or something? Oh, interesting. That would be. I've never heard that. That happened. Yeah, it happened last week in fucking Fullerton. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're scaring me. Now I'm scared. So, uh, Melendoner Burn. I don't know Man. what I think when I read that. I feel like I. I feel like I see that and I'm just like, what is that, like a medical procedure? Oh. Is that like a car maneuver? <laughs> you know, like a, like a burnout? <laughs> like, you know, it's it's when you drift around an angle that's seen in Fast and the Furious, in like Scotland. Vin Diesel. Is I Okay, so the Scotland thing, to explain that away real quick, breaking the fourth wall, I'm pulling out my phone. Um, when you Google... The Melendoner Burn, which I had done when I downloaded this story, I was fucking right. It is a burn in Glasgow, Scotland. What's a burn, though? Site of a settlement that grew to become the Colonel of Glasgow, where St. Mungo founded his church in the 6th century. St. Mungo. What did you look like? Why are you what does saying? it mean by burn? Yeah, let me check. Yeah. It's a landform. A landform. I've never dude. like... It's a water course. A water course. Oh, that's cool, man. A large stream or small river. Alright. It looks like the fucking Irish soap package. <laughs> Irish Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lendon yeah. or Burn. <laughs> Lendon or Burn edition. Don't use our soap. You'll get AIDS. Think about why it's called a burn. <laughs> <laughs> You'll feel clean afterwards. Literally, your skin will feel very clean. Yeah, but you could have that on the fucking label. Someone will use it and then they'll try to sue the company and be like, I had no idea this was going to happen. <laughs> All right, start us off here. Uh, I, we're just jumping. We're jumping right into it. Let's jump into it. We're jumping right into it. <laughs> the Melendina Burn. Burn. Jack McKay. <laughs> Jack McKay. Huddled in the cold midnight street with a pale green sleeping bag encasing his lower half. Spindled trails of light reflected off the gleaming roads from damp light posts. It's lamp posts, but I made the correction in my head. Fucking grammar. But the cold wasn't what gave Jack his nightly jitters. Not by a long shot. The small flame bewitched his green eyes just below the bent spoon full of rose-gray powder. This last week of panhandling has been kind to him. It was likely shit quality, riddled with impurities. <laughs> but, that was relevant. He had an itch. So why waste what the good lord deliver? <laughs> Might leave a wee aftertaste in your gob, but you'll enjoy the ride. Trust me. The dealer had assured him. As much as a dealer would. A little further down the pavement was another homeless man, draped in a tan blanket. He was sitting upright with his face buried between his knees. Jack knew him as Graham Wilson, a neurotic character he had met in the queue for the shelter off Crimea Street before they reached capacity and shoot everyone else away. Are you just thinking of all of these words and names in Scotland? No, I'm thinking of, like, 
just, you know, like, come and play on something for me. Yes, three. For they reach capacity. It's you, Gabrielle. A man was approaching. <laughs> Just in some thick woven coat and Rupert bear. bear trousers. <laughs> Snuffleupagus. What the fuck? If I saw one of those, I'd be flipping. His footsteps sounded strange against the asphalt. Clop, clop, clop. As if he were wearing a pair of tap shoes. A large black tweed hat covered his face. He bent down to Graham and mumbled incoherently to him. <laughs> it's the Scottish. It's the Scottish. The two exchanged mumbles for a minute or so before Wilson nodded. In the corner of his eye, Jack watched the two disappear into an alleyway. Oh, he's going to get a blowjob. Lit. He's paying twenty dollars. Is twenty dollars? Is what Franz McBoohoo would tell me. Right? I'm telling you, man. It's what Big Bird. I'm probably gonna go suck him off for alcohol. <laughs> oh my pounds. god. It's probably going to suck him off for some alcohol pounds. Jack thought to Damn, himself. It's cheap as fuck. Uh, you know, he 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 does what needs to uh, what needs to be done. I never like hit that low point in my life. Where I gotta <laughs> suck someone off to get some Miller Lite. <laughs> Once the powder became a gooey black puddle, Jack dipped in the needle tip and drew up the ethereal fluids oh. of the angels. Oh man, I don't, I don't like reading about drugs. Oh man, his arm was permeated. We just realized at the same time, blood vessels too narrow and bruised for use. Maybe it's burned. Maybe it's like a. Uh, maybe it is medical bruised for use but he still had a few good ports left he spied a surviving vein among the scarred landscape and slid the needle in slowly one pull of the plunger to check for blood and then a slow push forward until the black substance disappeared first his arm tingled as though someone lit a fuse in his venous express white burn then all at once an extracellular stimulant erupted into a euphoric surge. Jesus. Pure illusory pleasure coated his brain like thick warm wax. The jitters stopped. Glasgow, with its year-round Atlantic gales, with its Victorian tenements and modern skyscrapers, no longer existed. And for a moment, his thoughts reached the peak of the vast universe then the screaming started it was a horrible shrill of horror it came from around the corner and sounded like it was pouring straight out of Graham's throat it was a dick in his, in his throat back of it through his veil of dazed elation Jack couldn't drown it out someone needed his help his help his heroin induced help <laughs> dude that's, that's a bummer he lumbered over to the walkway and rounded the corner before his drug-weighted thoughts could catch up. And as he reached the narrow gap between the two tenements, the eulalating stopped. <laughs> Double yellow lines ran across the side street's edge with a few bin wagons under the orange glow of a street lamp. There was no trace of the two men between the chipped brickwork. The pathway was a dead end of dilapidated windows, only one way in or out where Jack stood. Still not entirely at his wits, he stepped inside where Graham and his screams dissipated. 
An odor of wet trash and rusted iron perforated the air. A drain cover was lying next to a void in the asphalt. Jack peered down the exposed pipe, assisted by the orange light. He could make out something lying at the bottom of the chute. A mangled human hand. Two fingers were missing. The palm was, for the most part, peeled away from the exposed tendons in a ghastly fold. Jack stumbled backwards from the sight and nearly vomited the universe from his body. Without another thought, he barreled out of the area as fast as his legs allowed. Let me ask you a question. What is the question? Have you ever seen that movie, Teeth? I have absolutely seen the movie, Teeth. What if that's how, like, the zombie apocalypse <laughs> started in all these movies? Like, if your finger in her, because his two fingers were right. back this way. Vagina dentata. And she bites him off. Right, she But, like, then off. you become a zombie, and that's how the apocalypse <laughs> starts. So you see these people with fucking fingers... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no, she got him. That's absolutely what's happening in the story. That's the Melinda and Laverne right there. That's it, dude. <laughs> that's You're welcome you, for that's that. That's when your finger in a chick yeah, and her vagina teeth bite your fingers off and yeah. spit them out. But like, she's full of STDs and shit. And you so. get and you get infected and it kills. And you. it's called the Melinda and Burns. The it's infection they name it after. Melinda Burn. Uh, I'm thinking. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking about um, some source material. Uh, called uh, From Hell, which is a story about a detective trying to catch Jack the Ripper, written by, uh, I think, Alan Moore and illustrated by, uh, I think, Dave Gibbons? Um, but it was, a, it was a movie adaptation starring Johnny Depp. It was really good. He, the investigator is addicted to opiates, um, so this investigator is, like, constantly tripping, but he's also trying to track down fucking Jack the Ripper. Uh, and, uh, and it's crazy. Uh, it's a crazy story, um, really good, but the kind of, like, trippy part of this story. I, and, like, I don't condone, and I don't, I will never mess around with anything needle-related. Um, and, you know, I, I draw that line completely. It's a little, uh, interesting to read of, though, because I also, like... You know, like, I've seen, like, train spotting and shit, you know, like, I've, I do, uh, even Pulp Fiction fucking, fucking represents oh, yeah. it a little bit, you know, so you never know where you're gonna run into that in fiction, mm. and I definitely didn't think, oh, uh, Scotland, I didn't think that was going there. Scotland no. of all places, I didn't no. imagine had a, uh, had a big heroin thing no. going on. Dude, it's, that's the thing, though, like, my fucking brother died of that shit, and fucking, uh, like, you, you just, what I think is a bummer about it is like a lot of like physicians and providers were the reason for a lot of like the heroin opioid crisis because they were just like prescribing the shit and just like Absolutely. letting it go and people were just smuggling everywhere it's wild but I've seen some fucked up shit where like FBI will sit on these people for like two months just let it happen 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 they don't do shit I'm like what the fuck son so I can believe that it got that far but I wasn't expecting it it's just I, wild how quick it can come I hadn't I hadn't planned this at all. No. And, and I picked it. You picked it. I picked it. Blind. Blindly. Um, Blind. I was actually, I, in the middle of reading it, I was genuinely going to stop and wonder, you know, I, I wanted to ask you if you felt comfortable continuing Thank to you, read man. a story no, about I, this. I like, I don't, 
we don't I, get real on the show very often. Oh no, this no, is absolutely just, just hard to not This is absolutely a fact that I know that I'm sitting here reading and I'm reading it and yeah. I'm like, I don't know oh. how he <laughs> is going to react to this. But at the same time, he blind picked this yeah. story, and that's yeah. that's just crazy to think about. I don't so, think I don't think about it often, to be honest with you, bro. Like okay. I, don't, I don't mean it in like a negative way. Like it's not that I don't like miss him and shit. It's no, just that no, like I no. just like don't think about it. But when Actually, like, when it comes up, obviously, it's the first thing my mind jumps to. And Absolutely. Shit. And I'm like, I never, I never, like, some people always look into shit, like, why do people commit suicide for these things, or something like that, Absolutely. like, they dive into it. My mom really dived into it, but I never did it. I was never like, oh, well, how does a heroin addict feel and stuff? So, like, to read, like, how that felt, like, when they injected in your arm, that's a really cool, not cool, but it's a really, like, I feel like, it's vivid a description it's of a what. It's a different side yeah, to it. Of, like, know? what heroin is. Um, it's crazy. Like, that's a great feeling. Almost every media representation I've seen just makes it seem like... Like, I was even watching Hellraiser the other day. I think Hellraiser fucking, like, 7... Oh, back in the day. ...is about... Uh, it's early 2000s. Um, even, like, Hellraiser 7 has has a big fucking, I think, like, heroin-related plot line. Wow. And I was just like, what? Yeah, damn, like, I know. I fucking know. Like, two movies ago, we were watching a detective who was addicted to cocaine. Like, yeah, why, why, are we, why are we now following a cult that's, yeah. that's addicted to, to heroin? It's a bummer, dude. It's such a bummer. It's so difficult to, to like, wean people off of it. But it's cool. I, I really, honestly, dude, it's shitty. But there's a lot of good that came out of it. Like, there's a lot of good sure. rallies and, like, awareness sure. things and people being like, I'll help you. Like, it's been awesome. But, but yeah, that's what I think about. I was like, oh, shit. And then it makes me think about Nikki Six, who was, like, also right. on heroin and did all that shit. And then you're talking about that cop addicted to opiates. Yeah. It's amazing what the human mind can fucking do. Just, like, snowed down by heroin and opiates. I'm and glad that you're able like, to look at it from a, from an objective point of view. It's amazing, um, though. Look it's, at Molly Cruz albums. It's just Nikki Six, Nikki Six, <laughs> Nikki Six, Nikki Six. He did for everything. Real, for real, for real. And he said d- doing a thousand dollars of heroin a day. It's wild. It's like what the fuck? It's wild. It's I'm wild. I'm. I have my own opinion about why I would never do any of those things. Like I've had a I've had a bad fucking trip on mushrooms. What makes you think like? Yeah, right. What makes you think I want to have anything more chemical go yeah. go wrong with my body? Like yeah. I just I don't want to I don't even want to open that door because I loved fucking mushrooms until that bad trip and now every time I do it I feel like I'm playing fucking Russian roulette because my bad trip was just fucking bad annihilating. Yeah. So you know it's that's that's my I I'm I don't even know if I want to do acid again. Yeah. Acid was a roller coaster. So I I don't want to get on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to do it again. I did it I once. like weed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> weed makes me feel good. I can sit back, I can eat some wings. I can hang out. I can watch stuff. I can still communicate. Yeah, right. I can yeah. still control my functions and <laughs> my body. Melting and if anything, wall. I feel fine. Yeah. Um, I know that's like, but like that. Makes I don't me need. Think... I don't need to numb myself from the universe. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't need to see the next dimension. You know, there. Yeah, There's right, so right, many different right. ways it can go, yeah. and I don't ask those yeah. questions. It's like funny though how like guys like us like. For that shit, it doesn't line up. Like, something happens that stops you from making that next jump. Absolutely. Like, you you know, you're doing mushrooms, doing mushrooms, doing mushrooms, having a fun time, and then, boom, bad trip, and you're like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm, I tried it. 
I don't you need to have do this a ever life, again. You have like, a life-changing experience yeah. that is then burrowed into your fucking yeah. psyche. Because, yeah. because what you experience is so heightened that you can almost... I, I can remember it, like, right now, and it'll feel... It'll it's feel just real. Real. But these guys, uh, like, they just... They, they just... It's your brain. It's amazing how it lines up, though. Like, look right, at right. Look at that funnel. Like, we get funneled out, and then they get in, and when they get in it, they're just, like... These addicts, like not addicts, whatever. They stay. In. I, yeah, I don't mean to call them that. I don't like. Being no, called no, that. no, that's fine. But um, but they they get so sucked in. But everything has to go right to like get to that point that you want to surpass being stoned, like that next dimension. Even though you keep having bad time Riding after bad time. The thunder. It's wild. It I just don't wild. understand it. It's wild. It's tough. It's tough. Oh, I feel better. Thank you. <laughs> that was cool. To read this story, to read about how someone can experience something that I, I never plan on yeah. experiencing um, and then have it like turned in that way like like what you were saying with From Hell like how that guy how the detective is able to like fucking see the fucking nth dimension off of opiates and track down Jack the fucking Ripper um, it's, a, it's a fun story yeah. um, it's I have amazing. no idea getting back to it I have no fucking idea uh, why our main character had to be a homeless heroin addict. <laughs> yeah, dude. But what it is, a bummer. But it is a yeah, wild a narrative base. to jump yeah. into. It's a good base. Wow. Anyway. To say the vile image of that disfigured hand smothered Jack's thoughts was an understatement. For every night after that incident, he tried fruitlessly to expel the repeating scenarios of Graham Wilson sitting on the same street corner like him, followed by the clop, 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 then the screaming. Why those sounds? Why wear those shoes? Maybe the dealer had snuck some hallucinogenic kick into his merchandise. It's difficult to trust your eyes with a mind as high as a kite during a hurricane bobag. Jack was too afraid to tell the authorities, let alone to check that dreadful place again. Russell Gresham, one of the few souls left in his social circle, who wasn't a peddler, was the only one he could tell. He had several years over Jack and had been sleeping rough in Glasgow far longer. His face was a contoured map of wrinkles with a scruffy walrus mustache beneath a jutting nose. In his earlier years, he had been a gamekeeper for deer before the Parkinson's worsened and one bill after another went unpaid due to the alcoholism. Bosom buds. The two squatters often slept and conversed in the rickety upper level of a condemned corner row house off Green Dyke Street. You heard me. Green Dyke Street. Any passerby would notice the mounds of accumulated garbage and the front door covered in violation notices. The corridors were dark and unheated, and uncovered bulbs protruded from the ceiling fixtures over bare wooden floors and uncurtained windows. I'm going to tell you something about Glasgow, Russell told Jack, only it came out more like Glasgow. Oh, Glasgow. What you saw was a shame, a heavy shame. But when you've known these streets as long as I have, the dear green city starts to look a hell of a lot less green. Every town has its dark corners, but devil be damned if we don't have some wicked ones. So he's seen some shit. 
Jack's spine was firmly against the wallpaper that peeled off like dead skin. Russell and his ramblings could no longer reach him. They were nothing but white noise and incoherent whispers and the faraway glades of his thoughts. But these glades were not green. They were as dark and as cavernous depths that always waited for him. Newton's old dictum, or ditum, I guess that might be said, because I don't want to say dictum. What goes up must come down. Could he pull himself out this time around? Not without a hollow metal fix. He needed it now more than ever before. His veins were hungry. The guilty pleasures were like an insufferable ringing in his ears, enough to drive any dog mad. Mad enough to tear out your eardrums. Just for the silence to return and the cravings to cease. His sanity was screaming just like Graham Wilson's mutilated hand. They never found a liver bobbing around in Hogginfield Lock. Could have belonged to that fellow you heard. Russell muttered, scooping a spoonful of cold vegetables and losing the majority from the oh, ham tremors. <laughs> Didn't take livers for floaters, but I guess you'll learn something new every day. <laughs> Jack's fleeting attention made him crack a contemptuous smile as he clutched one of the empty aluminum cans. You ever see someone with Parkinson's try to, like, <laughs> stomp away? No. Oh, it's, it's, it's so really sad. slow. It's like this. <laughs> like, he said that sentence, he's like, something new every day. And he, like, wanted to run, but he could only shuffle his feet. <laughs> Dude, that's what cracked me He's just watching him walk away like 15 minutes later. <laughs> See you, Russell. See it finally. God damn. The can fell by Jack's head, snapping him out of his pitch black trance. Don't beat yourself up, laddie. Russell laughed through stained, grinning teeth. Even if you went to the police, they'd have taken one good look at you and told you to scramble. Nobody believes rough sleepers, let alone the junky ones. Come quickly, Sonny Bean is painting the streets red. I'm sure that'd digest well. But Jack would not find his solace for another four nights until his next fix behind the deserted good yards of the Great Eastern Hotel. The last piece of property that loomed over Duke Street had long fallen to ruin. A rough sleeper from 1900 times would have been able to call this place shelter before storms and tenacious winds withered its structural integrity. Portions of the roof had collapsed and its halls were vacant and uninhabitable. What remained of the hotel was a structure stripped down to its inner shell, more to preserve its character than anything else. This dose couldn't hold a candle to the last batch, no thanks to the fangled tooth dealer. It was so far diluted and inadequate that all he got was a mild spark of pleasure for roughly five seconds or so. What a fucking joke, Jack seethed. But at the very least, it was good enough to grant him some sleep for the night. The ringing momentarily fell still. It was coming from the Melendener Burn that emptied into a lower culvert in between two perpendicular walls. It's like that picture. Yeah, I showed you a picture of like a glen earlier. The burn's flow surfaced briefly for a few yards beneath Duke Street and then disappeared yet again to the underground channels of Green Glasgow's veins where it could eventually reach the Clyde. Across the gap on the west side was the car park of a business center surrounded by an eight-foot metal barrier. Sammy, 
The shout woke Jack. A woman with a black coat and faded teal trousers was scouring the good yards. She looked to be in her late twenties with short ruffled auburn hair. Judging by the high-pitched whistles and the, Here, boy! She was either looking for a dog or someone off their head. Come to think of it, maybe he had seen a dog sniffing around the area before he shot up. A bark resonated from the burn. The woman scuttled toward the ledge and slapped both hands over her kneecaps. How did you get down there? She sighed. An excited bark was the response. Jack watched her approach the cage ladder to their right that was attached to a rendered cement wall and topped with a safety railing. She carefully descended the steel rungs until she fell out of sight. After the quiet splash of her shoes, Jack crept toward and peered over the ridge. The auburn girl was tailing a soaked Labrador that splashed around her in happy trots. What was once bright yellow fur was now sopping and clotted with mud. No dog could look more content. What has come into you? She shouted with a partial laugh and hiss of annoyance while the cold water rolled over the he her heels. Need a hand, lass? Jack called down to her. We're fine. On your way, please. She said with a denoted sliver of passive aggression, not so much as batting an eye at him. Just as her fingers were about to hook, the lab's green collar veered away and galloped downstream, straight into the culvert. Sammy, no, no, she screamed, making chase and stopping at the foot of the tunnel where her voice echoed back to her. She paced the air passage back and forth like a wooden duck in a shooting range. Another bark reverberated off the brick-lined walls. Finally, after several attempts to coax the dog out, she sloshed her way inside. Little fucker, she jeered. Were you shaking your head? No, nah, I wouldn't go. You wouldn't go in for your dog? Hell no, dude. There's a limit to what I would do for my animals. <laughs> like, like if my dog... My dog's awesome, but like if he did this shit... And it was like a creepy ass tunnely. I might get raped or murdered <laughs> Dude, in here. Dude, it's like it. Is it? You don't. You don't need to tell I'm me that there's a, there's an evil clown yeah, I know there that's one eating in there. kids. But like, I'm, I'd think about it. Maybe she, maybe she figures like I can get eaten by a clown or get raped by this heroin guy. Ask me if I need help. So like, I don't know where to go. <laughs> well, she 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 told him to back off, and for the most part, it looks like he did. But now he's a little concerned for her because of what happened. Oh yeah, to, now he just comes to Graham or something. This is how he's telling a story to the lawyer about. <laughs> Yeah, there's this lady off her yeah. hair. I, said, I wanted to fuck. Yeah, I mean, help out of the gutter. <laughs> Beautiful. Jack <laughs> shuffled down the closest bank and cautiously dropped into the canal. Wait, he doesn't have Parkinson's, right? No, that was Russell. Rusty, Russell? Russell. Rusty or Russell? His head's a rustling. <laughs> fresh, like fresh cold water straight from the northeast seeped into his shoes. <laughs> He stood beneath the stone. Say that to an old lady in the hospital. <laughs> like, what's up, lady? Your hands wrestling? <laughs> he stood beneath the stone arch at the morn of the, at the mouth of mouth of the passage where the girl entered. It almost looked like a bullet shot right through Duke Street crotch. You find him? <laughs> he called into the black corridor. Traces of her voice bounced back to him, still calling for Sammy. Once he stepped inside, it was almost as though a trip plate of events triggered all at once. An abrupt sequence that would leave Jack McKay waking in the middle of the night 
glazed with sweat and holding in the screams for the rest of his life. The calls for Sammy stopped and erupted into a blood-curdling shriek. The girl's silhouette flailed out of the darkness toward him, followed by a clop, clop, clop. A shadow reached out and collapsed on top of her. Something was there, a large, hunching amorphous shape. Waves of acrid bacterial odors flooded Jack's senses. Without thinking, he pulled the lighter from his pocket and flicked the small flame to life. Through the dim light, he could see a bloated mass of wrinkled skin. Several limbs with hooves twisted entirely backward held up the bulk of its barrel-shaped body. Dripping hair that resembled pondweed stems encompassed its muscular neck with yellow patches of fur. Deep, heavy breaths wafted out of its elongated muzzle, anchored deeply into the girl's shoulder. Something snapped from its brawny neck, a green nylon collar. Jack then realized the overall size of the being was growing and the yellow blotches of fur were dissolving into its black mane. Why? A rickety voice squeaked out of her gray spectral face. Her words creaked out with a weight of sanity about to be pulled to pieces. Why are you helping me? The, girl thinks the corner of her mouth perked up in a caricature of pure madness. The hooves began to scrape against the rutted floor following downstream. She was being dragged away into the imperceptible bowels of the underworld. For a moment, the paralysis left him as he dived forward and gripped the woman's hand. The lighter plopped into the water and bathed them both in darkness, and he pulled with whatever strength his welted arms could collect, but the black skin, or whatever it was, stuck to her like viscous black tar. The sharp incisors in her shoulder clenched even tighter until a yielding blood vessel popped. Blood peppered Jack's face and made him lose grip. He fell backward into the burn as it seeped into his lower regions. That was when he locked glances with the human-like irises. Two slits of golden embers that held a cold light behind them, the sort of way a god would look at a fly unmoved or concerned. Go ahead. Watch to your heart's content, my friend. Who will believe you anyway? Piss emptied from his bladder. In one fearful convoluted swoop, Jack turned tail and fled out of the culvert's throat, deafening out as much of the woman's screams as he could. Kind of sounds like she's giving him an STD. <laughs> the Melendina burn. <laughs> no one will believe you. <laughs> that you got it from me in Gas a drain pipe. The fuck out of him. She smelled like she. He's smelling it. <laughs> he ended up in the vacant lavatory of a nearby park. Footsteps of mud and dirt residue smudged the monolithic flooring. The petrified face of sagging skin and dark telltale eyes stared back at him. His skin had lost its radiance, and after tonight it would never return. <laughs> Red pox streaked across his face, still wet and smeared. He cupped his trembling hands with water and smothered his face. Blood wreathed down the cracked porcelain sink and threaded down the drain. 
Did you see it? Yes, you did. Are you sure? Damn fucking sure. Twice now the screaming had come. Twice now people have disappeared. Those horrible eyes bored into his skull and left repeating thoughts of how gold can look so cruel. He could tell the authorities, but what would that do? That couldn't deny someone's disappearance. But as for the cause, he may as well show up stark naked to the station to give the chief a big slobbery kiss. Hmm. This must be what waste deep in shite feels like, he thought. Trying to spread the burn. <laughs> Russell was right. And for the time being, he was the only one Jack could trust. He snuck into the foreclosed corner house through a gaping window on the upper floor. Russell was nestled over a stained mattress and lightly humming in his sleep. Jack shook him awake. What the frick? <laughs> he bellowed and swiped dazedly in the air. Russell! Jack's skinny outline spoke to him. Sonny Bean is painting the town red. Are you hooked up on the needle? Bolt your ball bag! Russell snorted and began to turn over. That was until he smelled the blood. Christ, what did you do? It isn't mine! Jack exhaled through the gaps between his pale fingers. Someone else's! The woman it took away! Russell's protruding nose wrinkled. What do you mean, it? What are you on about now? Something was inside of the Melendener burn. That was as far as his tongue's deadlock allowed. Somewhere in the membrane of his thoughts was an aimless speck of wounded clarity. Never speak it. Never seen it, right? He wished it were right. Then he could run away from these things that would surely drive him insane, but no. It was too late for the gift of ignorance. I actually was thinking this! What? I thought of the tale of the Kelpie! I think it was a Kelpie! What the fuck is a Kelpie? The like words floated out of him. Kelpie, Kelpie, Kelpie. Uh, I love my, my cryptozoology sometimes. So a Kelpie is a mystical creature of... Uh, it's, it's a Pied Piper of sorts. It's a beautiful horse that rides along the beach. And I think it's supposed to appear very beautiful or it's supposed to sing a song or something. And it draws children. Hmm. And when children find it, it coaxes them into getting on its back. And then once once it gets on, once the kid gets onto the back of the kelpie, the kelpie latches onto the kid. It's almost like its skin will will hold the kid in place. And then what the kelpie does is it runs to the closest water source to drown the kid so that it can feed on it because it's secretly a type of uh, deep sea you know, Cthulhu-esque horrible monster. And the Kelpie goes back to, I think, an urban legend in, like, the Scotland, Ireland area due to, like, um, folktale and shit in nearby coastal towns. I know about the Kelpie, I think, because of scary stories to tell in the dark. I feel like one of their stories is about a Kelpie. Um, I might be wrong, but I remember reading about the Kelpie when I was a kid, and I remember being reminded of the Kelpie from a, uh, an episode of Last Podcast on the left. Um, the Kelpie is just a, uh, you know, a, the chupacabra, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a myth. Um, but yeah, I was, I was surprised that I recognized that. The Kelpie is absolutely, when, when the clop, 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 and then he saw what almost appeared like a horse... 
I was immediately just like, I couldn't think of the word. I didn't remember what it was called. I think I, I said a, a, a kerpier or something in my head or a, a kerm a kermer or something. Um, I, I didn't know what to call it, but when I saw the word come up, I was like, absolutely. Um, Kelpie. So yeah. Um, I've never heard of this before in my life right now I give it a Google and That's just wild. and just kind of look at it because it's absolutely an old it's an old like myth of some kind I this isn't why I don't go touch like wild animals but like this just gives me strength as to why I don't do it like if I was on a beach and there was a horse and it drowned me I'd be pissed Celtic legend it's from Scotland good shit black horse like creature it <sighs> Able to it's adopt. like a siren on land. Apparently, it's a dog breed. What the fuck? But I want to see. I think it's anyone try to like creature. draw it out. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's cool looking. That reminds that. me of the myth, the the dragon the boys underwater. No, I definitely wouldn't do that either. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, it was a kelpie. All the right. words floated out of him. One eyebrow rose and crinkled Russell's forehead from his congested expression. Water horses aren't real. They're tails for bairns. I know what I saw, Jack exclaimed with the density of a stone pillar. And this Kelpie was not looking to offer children rides to their watery doom. It can change its shape. That's how it lured the young lassie. That's how it lured Graham Wilson. It's real, Russell. And it feeds just like you and me. Your arse is out the window. How would all of Glasgow not be on its haunches if an actual Kelpie were swiping people from the street? The burn, Jack explained hastily. It's been moving beneath the city, all the nooks and crannies that run straight through Hoganfield walk into the city. It finds someone alone and then takes them away. You said it yourself, this town has dark corners. Russell grunted begrudgingly. Say you were right. He derisively grumbled. And something was hiding in the pipes. What could a junkie like you do? Images of that woman's petrified face were acutely sewed in Jack's mind, alongside the butchered hand, alongside the sardonic embers. Kill it, he breathed. I have to kill it before it happens again. I like this story. Yeah, it's a good I story. I do want to say, like, you got to give Creepypasta some some benefit of the doubt here just because they're doing a fucking monster-related story. Yeah. This, this is pretty cool to me. How much does this shit happen in real life? Like, someone does see something, but they have, like, no credibility, and they try to tell people about it, and they're that's like, the you're fucking crazy. That's the Bigfoot story. That's, that's, that's the it. Loch Ness Monster story. Yeah, that's you it, know? man. Like, it's wild. Someone's walking by a bank one day and they see like an animal getting dragged into the fucking river. And they're actually and they see what and they see what they think looks like a you know, a creature from like a, the fucking Mesozoic yeah. era. You like, know? Can you imagine that shit? What do you think? What do I you don't assume? Know. I, don't I don't know. know. I'd be like, yo, I I don't know, man, but <laughs> I just not I'd gonna lose, hang out there. I'd lose my shit. Could you actually imagine running into like Sasquatch or like Bigfoot? I would shit. I don't know what I would do because I don't know like how, what what the fathom is. I would think it would want to rip me in half. Yeah, seriously, like it's not gonna take my like, leg. It always for, looks scared for, for yummy meal time. Yeah, no way. It's like, dude, <laughs> like you, you ever like a people think like oh you approach a bear in the forest like a grizzly no, bear. I'm terrified. And of bears. like the bear's gonna run away. I actually think I have I a phobia know. of bears. Dude, I don't. I like I'm bears in pictures. Of bears. I like them on paper. 
Right. Like snakes. And spiders, baby bears are cute and pandas are cute, but behind like, a glass wall. They have the power to rip, rip you, you in half. But then when people they fuck with them and they get ripped in half, they don't get you. it. That's, That's what hey, I don't get. Hey. Like dude. Life. Yeah. You went to the bear cave <laughs> to pet the cubs. <laughs> and like, I don't know what to tell you. We put the bear down. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Russell kneaded the bags beneath his eyes and drawled out a weighty groan. A portion of his sleep-deprived brain wanted to slap every piece of nonsensical gibberish out of this dafty fool. The rest could not deny the blood as much as it wanted to. Jack McKay was a forlorn <laughs> and hopeless heroin head, but he was no murderer. The look in his dread-stricken face reanimated a distant memory for Russell, back into the depravity known as Belgrove Hotel. You don't, you don't have to do accents. How's he say, dude? You don't, I don't have to. I, like, can't keep it up for more than, like, a couple of words. Uh, about three years ago, I was thinking of doing a Spanish accent. <laughs> I fell on desperate times and took to the Belgrove Hotel. You've never seen squalor like that hellhole. Rats infested the courtyard and our five-by-ten-foot rooms with barred windows. The stairs in the moldy corridors reeked of urine and vomit. And emptied cider and vodka bottles were left in the corners. Cider, nice. Yeah, the fuck. Residents would smoke joints and drink themselves unconscious. Well, nice. Yeah, like staff <laughs> left then unattended in pools of their filth. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> if I didn't have to clean it up, this kind of sounds like a fucking fun place, man. Great. The owners were banking around a million or so a year, dude. Wow. Yeah, I love this place. One night, a wee old lady burst through the door looking white as the tail of a... Ptarmigan. Oh, that was a ptarmigan. I actually don't remember. She was a fish, I think, oh, maybe. She was crying for help, saying something pulled her daughter into the sewer drain. One of the staff, some African manny, threw out, <laughs> threw her out into the street. We barely had any room for ourselves. To this day, I wish I'd helped her, but my spirits were too hobbled. A few days after that, a small pair of lungs turned up in Hoganfield Lock. Russell stood up from the bed and crunched his neck to the side. They could both hear distant thunder outside. He walked over to the pile of bags with a graceless gait. I thought she was off her head. Frankly, I still think you are. Jack watched his fumble through one of the swollen black bags until he pulled out a small box. He returned it to the bed and rested the black box over his lap. But devil be damned if they fish your parts out of that lock. He unclipped the metal holders of the box and opened its contents to Jack. The shakes have made my hands pooch nowadays, so I don't have much use for it. A Glock 17 pistol lay there in its container with a box of Winchester silver tips shoved next to the grip and trigger. But if you're talking out of your fanny flaps and stick up a bank, then forget my name. I... A biting gale rolled over the large kettle pond of Hogganfield Lock. It was one of the four large bodies of water in Glasgow Park left behind by Ice Age giants. This was the paramount source of the Melinda or burn that bled into the city. Thunder mumbled lowly from the overcast clouds hidden behind the night sky. Jack walked along the tarmac path that encircled the lock's outer edge, the pistol loaded and securely in his pocket, doubt consisting of where to look or what to expect. I harassed the loony bravado he called confidence. It felt like finding a needle in a haystack full of ravenous snakes, a needle he wanted in the worst way possible about now. For all, he knew the Kelpie was lying merrily in the middle of the damned lake enjoying the fruits of its labor. He glanced over the shallow stretch of water and met a small wooded isle situated at its center. The isolated piece of land acted as a sanctuary that any buzzard or wildfowl could nest in. He followed the trail to the southern corner of the lock. 
closest to the wooded island's sandy beach. Unfortunately, the only way to reach it was to check through the watery gap between shores. He stared at the water's glittering... Wait. He stared at the water's glittering ripples from the... Not nipples. From the wind, <laughs> hypnotized by its alluring seams. Perhaps if he swam like a madman, it would be over in a minute or so. But even 60 seconds could separate the dead from the living. He'd be nothing less of an oblivious swan waiting to be pulled under, ripe for the picking. But if his theory was right, and he had every reason to doubt himself, that Kelpie came here to finish feeding. Frankly, he wasn't even sure if it needed to eat for necessity. Those tapered gold eyes weren't hungry. They were egotistic. And after all, gods only eat and drink for pleasure purposes. Finally, the madman made up his mind and traversed into the cold with the pistol held over his head. It wasn't shallow enough for his feet to slop through the clumps of sand and submerge both of his shoulders. A sudden shock ripped through him as a long, slender reed ran up his pant leg and filled him with frightful visions of a glistening black mane. He propelled himself against the Langmere currents, expecting at any moment for a set of powerful jaws to rend the flesh from his ankle and drag him into the black bubbly abyss. The sand slanted upward as he reached the wooded island and pulled himself ashore. Fingertips smothered in soft, sticky earth never felt greater. A streak of lightning flared across the sky and released a thunderous crack that would have given Tyrannus and his six spoked wheels a run for their money. I think this is wonderfully written. Yeah, this guy's on fucking good drugs. <laughs> Jack retreated. You think this is all a trip of some kind? Dude, you think he's going nutty? Maybe, maybe he's That's like, the thing about an unreliable narrator. You never know yeah. which way it's going to go. But it's kind of, it's like, I'm glad it's not predictable though. Right. Yeah. Like, imagine a story in VR, you'd just be fucking. <laughs> Yeah, like this in VR. I don't want to get dragged to the depths by some tangly black horse. What no, if she's no hot? Thanks. Uh, then maybe. <laughs> that's where you got me. Yeah, it's like fuck. That's what. That's what's just gonna fuck everybody, dude. You get these twelve-year-old boys who see a pair of titties on a horse. They're like, this. Oh, this man. is it. All right. <laughs> Jack retreated into the dense layers of shrubs and thick undergrowth. Mature oak trees loomed overhead, housing many nests. Other than the birds, plants were the dominant species here. He somehow, he somewhat hoped anyway. The farther he traveled through the foliage, the lack of human disturbance became evident. There was no chiseled path nor signs to follow. If any soul went missing here, they'd disappear into the soil forever. He scrapped the thought for now. The greenery soon opened into a clearing, probably somewhere in the island's center. Thunder rumbled a low-pitched growl above him, but there was a different sound behind it, the sound of sobbing. Someone was close. Ugly roots of fear and relief of another human presence branched throughout his system. He couldn't allow himself to stop now, not after everything he'd witnessed. Even if he survived this night, the uncertainty would inevitably kill him. Well, I'd be worried about hearing something, actually, because that could be it trying to lure you in for a trap. We oh, already, shit. We already you know, know that this thing can turn into yeah. a guy and ask for a blowjob. Bro, I, yeah, I don't fucking... Like, how is this It could turn into, anyway? like, the... The, the big titty goth girlfriend oh. that I always dreamed of having <laughs> and then and lure me into a, a corner and I'd be I'd be fresh meat but you know like you're sitting there going fuck man unless this thing is just like an inevitable fountain of heroin which it probably isn't <laughs> no, I'm not going near it not my best guess no. yeah seriously but then again if it, he's wrong like good for him but yeah I wouldn't go fuck that <laughs> The wails led him to a sloped woman curled up vulnerable against one of the lofty oaks. She whimpered as her auburn-colored head hung between her knees, bitch. Miss Jack spoke softly in between her convulsive gasps. The pasty, sick-looking girl floundered against the bark. No, please. She shrieked with anguished blue eyes. 
patina of cuts and bruises covered her body. Most notably, the torn fabric over her left shoulder revealed grooves of missing flesh. It was the Auburn girl. Jack couldn't believe she had survived. It's okay, he said, and slowly drew closer to her. I'm here to save you, lass. You! You're the one that left me to die! She screamed hoarsely. Ah, you're right. Hoarsely. Kelpie? (laughs) You ain't putting this together, man? (laughs) Thank you. Ah, yep, you're right. I I did leave you to die. But here I am. He traced the forested area with a cursory glance. Where where is it gone? He inquired. She shook her head and started to to bellow. I, I don't know. Everything was dark and wet. Something wouldn't let go of me. It dragged me in deeper and deeper. Where is where is my dog? Where is Sammy? I can't say. But right now you need a hospital. <laughs> Priorities, bitch. Seriously, we'll get you another dog. <laughs> the Auburn girl pointlessly attempted to upraise herself with trembling noodle legs. I can't. It hurts too much. My ankle feels twisted. She she whined pitifully. It couldn't be helped. Jack knelt beside the girl and hoisted her arm over his shoulder. Her petite body leaned into his. In this position, he felt as vulnerable as she was. Did I already know he was here? Was it baiting him for a two-for-one deal? Despite the possibilities, this woman needed medical attention. He'd have to make that wager. They traversed through the hedges towards the border where Jack came in. The thought of crossing that water now felt like suicide. But what choice did they have? None. The quiet voice of reason whispered. <laughs> What's your name? He asked through the wet strands of short hair atop her head. Yeah, it's, yes, talking would help. She didn't answer. Quite a nice... <laughs> quite a nice shape. We've ended up in it. Jack said with a makeshift chuckle, holding whatever sanity existed in an upside-down world. She still didn't answer. Despite his constructed machismo woven from self-assurance and resolve, something wasn't right. The woman had a dainty, lightweight look to her, but she felt heavy, almost like a gravitational pull only affecting one of them. The weight of her steps thumped the ground. Her arm resting on his shoulder seized around his neck. A scar of lightning fire ripped through the sky and illuminated the entire lot for an instant. He looked at her, and she looked right back. Blue eyes no longer greeted him, only golden embers. Got him. Got him. Something wet and clammy clung to Jack's arm. Her pastel skin took on a runny, gelatinous texture like a doll in a microwave. So when you pull the gun, you shoot her immediately in the face. Literally, don't wait, dude. <laughs> no, you don't. Your chances of getting later over. It ain't <laughs> happening. It ain't happening. It climbed over his shirt and suctioned to him. The fabric of her clothes lost their texture and now resembled vaguely colored gelatin. The vicious goo-like secretion that once made up her body crawled over his arms, his torso, and started up the neck. Her eyes were infatuated with him and harbored an almost coy assertion. I win, they said. (laughs) Two booming flashes illuminated them, one from the storm, the other from the pistol stowed away in Jack's pocket. The flytrap substance released him while the silhouetted shape of the girl collapsed to its knees. The rough outline of her dissolving figure was sputtering heavily from the newly opened hole where her throat and the silver bullet were acquainted. Her color blackened to a pitch residue. That pungent, fungal smell was back and stronger than ever. Muscles in its back contracted and then bulked together like an interweaving tumor. But Jack wasn't done yet. Two more shots opened the creature's expanding back. Bang, bang! (laughs) It curled out like a droning moan. Spouts of white, which reminded him of a star jelly, jetted out of its wounds. An eerie satisfaction went through him. So gods bleed, do they? How does it feel? He yelled through a fixed, rictus grin. By now, its mouth and nostrils had elongated into a flat muzzle with projecting razor-edged canines. 
Fuck no. I do. <laughs> you talking a bit soon there, chat. Yeah, seriously, like, come on, man. Beneath her was a muffled pop of several ribs being pulled out of place and curved outward. She was getting larger, more cylindrical. The bones in her arms and legs were forcefully extending. Her toes and fingers shriveled away into slanted cone-shaped stubs. Another round tore straight through its fleshy jowl, and then two more in its hind leg joints. The creature squealed piercing like a banshee. It reared its triangular head backward where Jack caught sight of its eyes filled with crystallized fear. The universe coursed through his veins once again and transcended his mind to an unsurpassable threshold. He had met the enemy, and by the saints, the day was his. Send me another! <laughs> he screamed to the tempted sky. Send another ignorant god to put down! The large, chthonic horse raised itself upward, still bleeding the star jelly profusely. Its powerfully built muscles leaped into a four-beat gait. Clumps of earth kicked up in Jack's face from its twisted hooves. He gave chase to the monstrosity with his pistol deadlocked on its fleeing figure. Where are you after? I thought you enjoyed the hunt! Jack cackled as he madly fired off more shrapnel in its direction. The beast ripped through the, the thicket and leaped into the lock with an explosive splash. Jack skidded to a halt just an inch from the edge and bombarded the disturbed water until the click, click, click of an empty magazine. Come back any time, you big Jesse! I'll be waiting right here, you fucker! <laughs> he screamed unhinged and hysterical. He stopped backward and fell flat on his back. A sensation of raw, unfettered joy bathed his frantic bliss, and for the first time in a very long time, the jitters ceased. Russell Gresham was laying between a doorway with a sheet of cardboard pinned behind his spine, another tucked beneath his sleeping bag. It was a humid sundown with a few light rain outbursts that left the pavement cold and wet. His panhandling cup grossed four pounds. Big tippers today. The deplorable foreclosed house he had temporarily called his own was remarkably back on auction and sold. But Ruff's sleeping Ruff was nothing to a soul like his. Slow-paced footsteps approached. Russell didn't look at them. It may put off potential alms. Come on, let's hear that charity, his inner voice implored the stranger, anticipating the lovely clink. By hell have I lost it, the stranger abruptly spoke. Russell lifted his eyes to the astonished face of Jack McGay, or someone that resembled him anyway. But that unchastened face couldn't belong to the Jack that he knew. It was too bright, too much life in its cheeks. The clothes were also too clean. He was sporting a gray fleece jacket, dark green trousers, and unblemished sketchers. Well, if it isn't my favorite, near do well. Russell chuckled, glancing up at him and down. Got all the muck and gunk out of your system. His animated cheek creased to a broad smile. Most of it, he laughed and bent towards Russell. A few still linger here and there, but I've reduced it. And how'd you go about that? Drug crisis took me in. They got me on good meds to stop the cravings. It was hell's bells, worst nights of my life. But eventually, the urgence lessened, and I was able to quit the needle. Next thing I know, I found a warehouse job. So, that is what ate you up, Russell said. I thought for sure it was your imaginary Kelpie. Has it bitten your ass yet? Jack's tongue lapped around his lips. An empty, searching expression impeded his glowing smile to a thousand yards stare. Not since then, man, he muttered. Russell still remembered that night six months ago, when Jack returned, swamp drenched to high hell in a white plastered face like a nun who's kissed St. Andrew himself. That deep-seated look wasn't crazy, more so enthralled. I got rid of it. He muttered from the floor with the empty pistol lying over his knees. Sent the bastard back to the watery hell it crawled out of. That was the last Russell saw of him. He figured that maybe Jack's monster had cut up with him. But there was one other thing. No further organs were found drifting in Hogginfield Lock since then. And it wasn't imaginary. He added during Russell's recollection. Perhaps I am crazy. But let's say I was to believe what I saw. Because whether I do or don't, 
that won't change the fact that two people died kicking and screaming in the dark by something that was and still might be lurking in that lock. Russell shrugged and passively shot an incredulous look. Goes to show, tighten the hinges and there will, be, there will still be a few screws loose. Speaking of which, you still owe me for those silvers you wasted. I owe you a lot, Russell, more than you can tolerate. Jack said he rose to his feet and extended his hand to him. Come with me. That solid stone tone was back. Russell blinked. What are you on about now? Get off the streets and come with me. Russell blinked again and this time shook his head. No thanks, lad. I've seen all there is to shelters. Can't say I'm inter... Times are different, Jack interrupted him. His outstretched hand not wavering. Things aren't so perfect, but they certainly aren't the same. Russell stared at him, at first flabbergasted, but then something else. To this day, he still isn't sure what prompted him to take Jack's hand. But if he were to wager a guess... It'd probably be the look in his eyes. They were the kind of eyes that cherished their freedom. The sort of eyes that were able to defeat their monsters. That's a great story. That's actually a good ending. So it's I, like, I felt like they were gonna they were gonna give us a hint of gold in the eyes just to yeah. end the story. Yeah. And it actually didn't go that way. No, I thought it would too in the last It didn't go that there. way. Yeah. That's that cool. would be the movie ending though, and I would appreciate that. Um, I the entire time we were we were watching it, I was like, "This is the type of movie I would watch on like sci-fi, on like a Tuesday." You know, it's a guy who literally hunts down a cryptid. You know, that's it doesn't have a huge budget. Maybe something modest like that fucking like cockroach movie that Guillermo del Toro made, uh, whatever the fuck it was called, before Hellboy. I, I I always forget its name. It's like Nemesis or something. I don't fucking remember. But uh. Hey, I love a good monster story. I like it. I love a good I, I love a good compelling monster story, and I think that compelling is a good word to use for the tone. I think it definitely felt like from hell, which is cool as fuck. You know, someone someone just hunting down a monster even though they're fucked beyond all belief. Like that's wild. But at the same time, it's also a story of redemption. So that's that's cool too, you know. Not every no sleep, not every creepy not everything we read on this show has to have such a dark and dour and like sad ending. And like I know that that speaks to like the first half of Baraska, and then people like yelled at the author to like end it a different way. So he came back like five years later and wrote like an entire another half of the book, so it ended better than the way it ended before. Is that not everything? needs needs to be so sad. I don't know why I people want it to be sad. Like um, people like tired of happy. Because endings. it tells a better story. It's like wow, it's like wow. Sadness I tells watch, a better story. I wanna watch but... a movie and be like uplifted. Like I'm cool right. at the end being like Yeah. This is like I don't know This is uplifting like, as fuck. This for me was like the ending of like the mummy or something, you know? Like like he went in there to kill the monster, you know, Van Helsing style and you know, he got out and he changed his life, and he became a better person because of it. Yeah, that's exactly... You know, it's, it's That's it's what people fun. would miss. Like, people would miss that, like... It's Constantine. Like, if, if uh, you did this, this guy defeats his own monsters, like his personal monsters, they didn't find any organs, so he didn't shoot any muscles off or anything like that. So I took it as he went to the woods, figured his shit out, like, why is he on heroin, got clean, <laughs> defeated, like, a personal monster and made it out. I feel like it might even be more introspective than that. He might have he might have swam back across the channel and then for a couple days just monitored the situation and then at the end of it realized that he didn't need like another fix. Yeah, that. he's like clean. And like right when he was starting to feel the edge of, of boredom, he probably remembered that he just killed a fucking god and that he did that 
like almost sober. So you know, like maybe he was like, "Yo, I could do this." Yeah, like I, that's all I ever yeah. needed. Yeah, and he, kill, it, kill your monsters. And either way, he can fucking like he gets clean. It's and it's a fun like, metaphor. It's yeah, a fun. It really it's is. a fun. It's a fun story. You could make that like into I would a different say like movie. yeah, like nothing nothing new was done with the story. Even when I remembered what the kelpie was, you know that became the plot. You know, hunting the monster. You know, not every uh, not everything needs to be so so fucking complex, right. Mothman True. style. You True. know, like. Things are a lot more literal. This was this was a monster story. It was a creature feature, and I had fun reading it. Doctor Frankenstein, what did you think of the Kelpie story? Kelpie is Melendinib. <laughs> Kelpie is definitely an STD. Yeah, like the way that there's a lot of sexual. You STD get the Kelpie, in and there. then it gives you the Melendinib. Yeah, really. Yeah, this guy is full of it, or that girl's full of it. <laughs> Like that sucks. Like I, I, I know it's a story, but all these stories like make me think of like actual scenarios. Sure. Like if, I'm telling you, man, if a girl was stuck in a thing and her dog ran to the the tank, I'd be like, look, I'll call nine one one. Don't go in after it. I'm not coming down there to help you. And people be like, you're an asshole. I'm like, am I a fucking asshole? Because I don't want to go in a stupid ass sewer. I don't think I would either. I don't want to. Even even for my dog. I think my dog would know better first off. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't let my dog my go in there. Like some irresponsible better. fucking dog I, I would like to think. Yeah, seriously. Or, or the um, dog's on a leash near me or something. Right. Like, where, why are you being an irresponsible dog owner? <laughs> why don't you have an electric fence <laughs> if I got out of your house? That is the... That is where the, the true... You deserve to die. <laughs> I know, dude! And then people get mad at you for saying that. And you're like, no, dude! Trust that me! Is, that is what this story is yeah. deep down trying to say. It's trying to say, if you don't... If you are out on the curb and you offering see this. to blow men yeah. for money, yeah, you deserve to die. And dude. if you lose your dog <laughs> on the leash... In the park, oh, you deserve man. to die. That's yeah, just, that's it. That's it. All of you. Two mortal sins. Yeah, seriously. With very mortal outcomes. Yeah, seriously, dude. Like, I'm gonna put these people <laughs> on fucking trial. I'll be like, bring back the death penalty. What happened to Susan? She let her dog off the leash again. We got the kelpie for that. Wild. We got the kelpie for that. Yeah, that's, dude, that's the kelpie insane. is your is your Pennywise chilling sewer sewer driven uh, myth, mythical asshole that just wants to eat your toes dude there are like there's someone who like is taking care of, i i didn't hear this from like myself but there's a <laughs> colleague who i know who's telling me that they have a patient who actually believes that they were abducted by aliens and he has a fuck yeah dude yeah like like this patient has a really terrible heart and he he always says like since i was abducted my heart is absolutely terrible wow. and it's like it's like I understand. I'm listening to the story. Like when they told this to me, I was like, "Fuck!" I wasn't there for the conversation, so like, I don't know, like, really what was said. Are you twi- twisting the words of this person? I don't know. Sure. But, like, I definitely believe that there's people out there who have seen that stuff, and like, what if they're not bullshitting? Hmm. Like, I, I, like, what you, if what you're like, telling what you're telling me right now is that your next episode needs to be sometime soon, and we need to do an alien episode. Yeah, like an, that'd be fun. Right now. That'd be fun. I have the material to do an alien episode. Cool. I didn't know you were an alien person. I think aliens, aliens like, I can't say that it doesn't exist. Like I don't like how people are I so sure of stuff. I absolutely feel the same way. Like oh, it doesn't exist. I'm like really, motherfucker. How do you know? Oh, that's that's a fucking conversation for another day. It just gets me fired up. I'm saving you for an alien episode. Get ready for post two hundred episode 
uh, with Dr. Ankenstein. The next time you come in, I'm literally going to write it down right now. Here I am on my computer writing it down. I'm going to update a note, and at the bottom, I'm saying... Sigourney Weaver. Alien. <laughs> Doctor. Hey, that shit's fucking cool. I'm thinking that shit. Alien. I have... I'm pretty sure I have enough material to do one more Alien episode, and if you are into cool. aliens... That discussion is always just so much fun. I it's think just fun, yeah. I've done I've done the alien episode with uh, two other people. I've done with Crying Hawaiian and Gnarly Charlie, and both of those episodes I could give a shout out to. We read some crazy alien stories in both of those. And what what I love about a good even even creature feature alien story is just the ability to um, to use the unknown as the thing that terrifies you the most because we don't understand the anatomy, we don't understand the operational ability, we don't we don't know what aliens are capable of getting away with. We don't understand their ability or technology. What if what if they're far more barbaric in attitude, you know? What if they're not your stereotypical tall gray, you know? Like there's so many different ways like I love the movie The Thing because it makes aliens look like assholes. I think, like, at the end of the day, that, that alien is more like an infection. And its its ability to exist hinges on other organic life. And to me, that that is terrifying, but that's not what you would think of if I were to just say the word alien in front of you. You might even think of the xenomorph, like you mentioned from the Alien series, which in itself is also a parasitically driven monster. Like, that... That's terrifying. Yeah, like that <laughs> but, like, the, the... It's so intrusive. That shit reminds me of, of that movie Life or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I the, fucking the love Hall, that fucking movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, and, like, it's such a cool idea, like, Okay, I know mad people are going crazy about this, but what I think of this, I know it's like a fictional thing, but like I can see this shit happening sure. by us going to space, finding this shit, bringing it back to Earth, having no fucking idea what it is, and it just like gets out. Everyone lies about it. It's everyone's fault, and it's like a big-ass deal. But then I ask myself, why the fuck are we bringing this shit home? Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, what are we... Like, can't just keep it out there? I feel like the only situation where that would happen is is on accident. I feel like the right people, the the type of people you send up there, would know the risk I and hope. and would probably do what needs to be done. I hope to make sure that you know for the greater good. That's that's the type of people who work in that type of job. Like they go up knowing that all that it takes is one of their fucking fuel cells to not work properly and they're going to fucking they're going to fucking explode. Yeah. So you know, you go up with with a research team and your and your your goal is to find alien life. I think you need to assume all fucking possibilities in yeah. that that possibility Hopefully number fucking one is yeah. can, I, can I survive with this thing? Yeah, seriously. Is it going to fuck me up? Number one is how does this make yeah. me feel literally? Yeah. Is this going to kill me? Yeah, literally. That's the first thing I would ask, dude. Space is already inhospitable. Yeah, we, you, yeah. you don't need much more to be worried, worried <laughs> about. All right, but what if you're that it's astronaut and like, like you told someone that they called in, they're like, you're like, dude, we don't, we shouldn't bring this back, <laughs> but 
And they're like, okay, yeah, but we'll give you $5 billion if you bring it back. <laughs> no. Damn, no. I might, I don't know if I'd be able to say no. I'd be like, oh, really? $5 billion? You're starting to sound like Wayland yutani right now. Dude, You're it's, trying to it's weaponize tough. the xenomorph, and you know it's what? It's tough. It's going to come back in your chest. And it's going to come, come out of your chest. Get your malignant and it's going to kill you. Malignant 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 bird. All right. So this has been uh, I'm so I'm so now I'm excited to do an alien episode with you. I, I fucking love talking about aliens. Me too. Um, I love talking could, about how people are so sure of like <laughs> everything that they're not sure of. Crack we could up. we could really get into it because I love I love all the conspiracies. I love all the species. We could talk about we could talk about all the the supposed uh, existences, the Norwegians, the tall grays, short grays, reptiles. Um, you know, we could get into that the insectoid race. Um, there's just there's fun stuff to talk about there, and and there's even the argument of interdimensional. You know, like, uh, what if it's just us, but maybe our skin color is different and we don't have noses and it's from a different dimension? You know, like, they had derived from fish, whereas we derived from monkeys. You know, like, like what's the what's the big fucking difference at the end of the day? Like, you know, aliens. It's fun to think about. It is. It's, it's like, it's, it's unlimited possibilities. It is. It really and, is. And that's why you got to remain, like, agnostic to the situation. Yeah. Because, like, because right. life appears in many forms. You ever, yeah. you ever see someone who takes, like, a still shot, like, one hour a day, a uh, picture of, like, plants, mm. and just time lapses that day? Notice how much plants fucking move when the sun comes up and when the sun comes down, you know? Physically, I know everyone, like, stop the presses, watch your plants. I'm saying, if you were to see that, and you would see how it almost appears like plants, like, breathe and move, you know, once you become more aware of that, life is so complex. I know. It is so fucking complex. It's pretty cool, though. It's like, what people don't understand is, like, yeah, dude, these trees are giving you literal your energy. Your energy source. And it's cool because, like, you don't... St People say, like, oh, stop to appreciate smell of roses or whatever. Uh, even if you stop to smell the roses for a second, you're not watching the plant. Like, you're walking by trees and plant life right. when you're hiking and shit. Yeah. But that's the, that is a pretty credible shot. Right. Just, like, see that be like, wow, it actually is. But, I mean, if it's going to make a good kale salad, I'm fucking eating it. <laughs> oh, the, the plants, plants abilities and, and even, like, uh... Like, stuff, like, underwater. Stuff underwater blows my mind all the time, too. Like, there's so much of this planet... We don't know. We haven't even seen... No. Or even, like, life forms of, like... We're living on a rock that's been th hurtling through space for millions of years. You know, like... What could be down there? <laughs> like, I, that's that's no, why I'm, I'm pro Loch Ness Monster. If you were to ask me before at the beginning of this episode, Kelpie or Loch Ness Monster, I'm going to tell you Loch Ness Monster. And I'm going to tell you that the, the fucking Loch in Scotland goes down miles. Yeah. They, yes, they, they find ways to echo through those caverns, but readings become unbearable at one yeah. point. You know, some marines cannot get down that far. Life cannot yep. be fucking supported down there. That doesn't mean something cannot have evolved to exist under harsh conditions. There, there are fish millions of miles. I, I'm a scuba diver. I know this for a fucking fact. There are fish that exist down miles, miles, miles below the ocean, below the pressure that would fucking implode our brains, and they exist. 
they're like nine foot tall fucking spider crabs off the coast of fucking Japan, like yeah. three miles down. And they can stay God there. hopes they never rise <laughs> yeah, right. up yeah, and just fight say. the <laughs> Japanese nations. Yeah, because they're going to kill them all. Because anime. Dude. S- or hentai. Both. <laughs> hey, it depends on what you're into. How, what kind of spiders are these? Crab Ten-inch people, legs. Crab <laughs> For real. For real, though. Yep. For real, though. No, fucking... The... It's... It's... I always think of that, like, with the pressure shit with the fish. Yeah. And, like, when they die down there, how people think, like, oh, they're just going to float to the surface. I'm like, dude, the when the pressure changes that much. They also, they're also uh, amorphous to the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, they, weight is weight is weight, and gravity is different down there, sure. Yeah, exactly. But, but weight is still weight. And, like, if you take something that is completely, like, recyclable, like, they're living off of their own atmosphere down there, it's just going to sink. It's just gonna, it's, it has mass. Yeah. It, it, if it's not propelling itself yeah. through the atmosphere that yeah. exists down there, then its mass is going to sink. You right. can't, you can't look at a shark and go below a certain depth. You can't look at a shark and be like, oh, this will find its way up. Like, there's yeah, right. no oxygen that exists right. so within like, that system. What, like, there's like, nothing that is requiring it yeah. to go up. That's what I mean. Like, a bird dies. Gravity is going to make yeah. it come down. Yeah. Like, a bird dies. It falls out of the sky. Even if there's a rare form of a bird, probably you're, someone's going to find it somehow. But, like, these, these deep sea animals that we right. can't even see, you can't even know, like, what's... Nothing's coming up. You can't see shit. No. It's wild. It's entire cool entire ecosystems can exist yeah. down there. And we just you know, can't get so there. It's wild. It's so but wild. We'll Kelpies. Uh, yeah, we'll keep putting Starbucks are cups down in the there. ocean, though. Yeah, no, that's, that's a perfect <laughs> place to dump our garbage. Yeah. Unexplore this. Just make it heavier is what I'm, I'm getting at. What what do they call the uh, the big the um, um, Mariana Trench? I don't know. Is that what they call it? The Mariana's Trench? The Mariana Trench. It's a band. <laughs> it's based off of an actual <laughs> oh. geographical oh, I thing. I know, it's an emo band. The, the trench, you know, the Pacific Rim. That's also a movie. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> that's, that's, there's a crack in the fucking planet that goes down deeper there than anywhere else in the fucking world, and everyone knows that it was at one point caused by the galactic in, impact of an outward force that everyone assumes is the moon. Wow. Holy fuck. Hit the moon. No, like, everyone assumes that, like, the moon either never existed or at some point... It's another conspiracy but That's what theory. I mean. It's just wild. Like, it's you another don't conspiracy know. You just theorize, that but... The idea is that it's a chunk of the planet, our planet, that had been knocked off at one wow. point. Wow. Weird to think about. Why it is, is why weird is to think it, about. Why is it dead? Yeah. yeah anyway. What happened? The trench reaches so fucking down into the ocean, and that's where, like, that's where, like, Cloverfield yeah. grabs its entire plot. That's where, like, Pacific Rim yeah. grabbed its entire plot. plot. You know, um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, something mm-hmm. that was written in, like, the fucking 30s. Yeah. And was adapted into, like, a movie in, like, the 60s. You know, that's one of the oldest books in, in you know. It's pretty cool. In sci-fi lore, you know. It's so there's, much like there's we don't so, know. There's so much about this planet we don't fucking know that that means that there are unlimited possibilities outward in the universe. There really are, exactly. And it's like, like, oh. but I don't think about it to the, like, I think about it to the point of that, and I'm like, all right, this is cool. It's, like, really cool to imagine about, but I'm not, like, so hard and fast about it that I'm, like, like over 
overthinking it all the time. Like, no, I know there's like this thing well, in there. I'm just like, that's probably just because take it, it or leave it. That's probably just because it doesn't make you anxious to accept that right. knowledge. And, yeah, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't for me either. There yeah. are a lot of people who, if the government were to disclose, and they already kind of have, that there exists, you know, alien things. Yeah. I'd be like, wow, cool. You'd be like, wow, cool. There exists a, a section of humanity yeah. that would say, oh, God! Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. kill themselves. Um, All right, cool, man. We're That's, that's fine. I, that's what I said. I, <laughs> said. I said we're, you know, thinning the herd. Yeah, dude. <laughs> thinning the uh, herd. Can you say that anymore? People are going to get really no, offended. No, they're going to be very You're going to have to very fucking upset. edit this out. They're going to be like, really? What upset. kind of people? Thin the herd? I, I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm not saying thin the herd. I'm saying people say that. <laughs> but uh, I don't endorse thinning. The <laughs> I don't herd. endorse. Uh, what is? How does my show always end? Um, thanks for listening. Thick the herd. Hit hit the subscribe and like button. Kill yourself. Excellent. Atlanta till we stand at the shore. At the shore.